0: This is episode 258, By Way of the Banshee.
1: In this week's episode, we talk about uh, some wild new speaker technology, new guitars from Cowher and EVH, and Dave Grohl. And Epiphone, yeah, right, right. And also Gold Muffs.
0: So... To really hooked people through on that one. Yeah,
1: that's right. It's the three. It's the, <laughs> pulling them in. Welcome to the tone control. Whoa. Yeah, I'm still trying to settle on it. It's
0: fine. That's okay. You'll you'll get there. Cut it off. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. With another
1: hot uh, slice of toast. Yep. Coming in strong right away with yes, a hot exactly. slice of toast. That's right. And <clears throat> um, yeah. Yep. That's right. Hi, 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 hey, hey, hey Derek. How's it going?
0: <sighs> real real Monday over here.
1: It's a Monday. Yeah.
0: Not a, not a great not a great day. Yeah. <laughs> just uh yeah, you know, it's just one of those days where you're like, I'm done with this one. I need the next one. Give me mm-hmm. a new one. Yeah. And I started feeling that way at like ten AM. So it made okay. for a pretty long day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so just, you know, things are just going. Things are yeah. going on. I'm teaching again, uh right now. We're like in the middle of the term. So there's just like some Ajita that, that causes me. You know, like when, when questions <laughs> come in that are like, Did you try anything? Right. Or <clears throat> you know, uh, I think yeah, there is a there's a thing to be said about like how to effectively ask for help. Oh yeah. And, and uh a lot of times I get emails from people this is not exclusive to teaching, I guess. You got <laughs> get emails from people where it's like, What do you even where do you start? You know, like, what what are you asking me?
1: I don't know what to say about this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, and so I don't know. I, I've thought about making a post in my course about it, but it's uh, I don't know how to do it without sounding like really snippy. It's <laughs> like you know, getting snippy is like the thing about it. But um, the phrase you know, "gentle reminder" yeah comes to mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Last time I had to tell people, um, so you know, there's the, it's an early course in the system, right? It's it's a pretty entry level experience. Um, oh, right. yeah. and there's, <clears throat> there's some quizzes in some of the weeks and they are unlimited attempts and that will accept your highest score. So <laughs> it's like free it's points, right? That's just, just the best you could do. <laughs> and I'm like, look, we all know this is kind of just free points, right? Right. So did you offend somebody the, with that remark? <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but I was like, look, like, oh. you know, casual <laughs> reminder, um, You know, if you don't do well, do it again. Like you can you can review the materials and it'll accept your highest score with unlimited attempts. Like this is great news for if you're struggling. Like just keep trying. And what they don't know, I guess, is that I can see the timestamps on their submissions. And so you can see like people with 10 submissions, right? They tried this quiz a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And they start out and they're like, I think it's like a 10 or 15 question. Uh, like auto graded quiz, yeah, and the time between submissions gets shorter and shorter and shorter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're going back through the whole quiz every time, right? <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I I'm, and it like pulls from a bank of like thirty or forty questions, so it's a different generated quiz each time. Ah, uh, okay, and, okay. And so it's like, well, like, yeah, you can do it again, but just like brute forcing the quiz is not learning, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> just so I, I realizing
1: to, that it's consequence free and you're just like scattershot <laughs> because of that. Yeah, yeah, they're just
0: like, yeah, just remembering which one is the answer and not what the answer <laughs> is. So their scores <laughs> are going down. You know, the scores are like all over the place. And then like, you know, the last one will be the <laughs> highest attempt or something. I'm like, Jesus Christ, people and like, they're like they're you know, this like, is like good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, look, you know, this is not an effective learning model. Like you're not really (laughs) learning. you know, you're just guessing. So with that type of thing, I just want to be like, look, when you ask for help, especially in the field that I'm teaching, which is graphic design, there's a lot of um, potential solutions to any any given question. So there's, you know, probably the same with audio engineering and, and guitar stuff, obviously. But like, you know, it's like, well, what are you what are you actually asking? This is the XY problem. I'm on I'm like on a soapbox here. I don't know what's happened to it's me. It's okay. It's good. Do you yeah. know about the, okay. Do you know about the XY problem? I I think we've talked I don't about think, it. I
1: think we have. I don't know if I could
0: define it for you right now, but as soon as you start talking, I'm gonna remember. Okay. So the XY problem is like you go, Oh, I really need to achieve X. I, I need to to, to complete this project and, and X is a task. Um, yeah. But it looks like in order to do X, I actually need to do Y. And then you go looking for solutions to Y instead of X. And so you start asking So there's questions like an assumption at
1: the beginning that sends you on a different yeah. path. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
0: And so from there, your research and your approach to things yeah. are diverged from. The, you're, you're solving a question about a question not solving yeah. the actual question okay, you know got it so it, it's like hey Justin uh, if I'm trying to think of an example for like something that we do it's like what's what's the best big muff for something right and you'd be like well, what do you need faces. a yeah and you're like what do you need a big muff for and, and I'm like well you know so it makes the other person kind of ask questions because you're like yeah. Like, this isn't really what I'd expect to hear from you or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I want to know what to avoid when shopping for Big Muffs because I don't like them, right? There's a little bit backwards way of doing <laughs> it. <laughs> right? Okay. So it's like, anyway, so to come up and ask for help <laughs> with like, okay, well, like, first of all, what are you trying to do, like truly? Yeah. And secondly, what have you tried already? Because there's a million ways to, a million routes to the same destination here. So yeah which which one is it like I'm and we're only over email so like I'm not going <laughs> to waste your time suggesting things you may have tried yeah wow and a lot of times the question is or the answer is did you google it
1: right right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Anyway, that's my yeah. rant. I guess no, for like seven I, minutes of the show already, I'm just like, I, "Here's the thing, idiots." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm really into that. I I participate in a few. Uh, I probably talked about this. I you know like tech support, like user help kind of forums mm-hmm. and and discords and stuff. Um, a couple of them pretty heavily, and um, to the extent where like there's actually we have like sort of a separate area where people who they they've they've given us. Uh, not admin rights, but they've they've made us like a special role,
0: right? People who are helpful. Like approved supporters. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, and and we have like our own little section where we sometimes gripe about people and and just chit chat and stuff. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, it's like at least 50% of the questions are like not phrased in a way where you could even answer them. And the only thing they're doing is making it clear to me that you have not, RTF. You not tried
0: right? <laughs> right. You did not try the suggested like FAQ thing.
1: Yeah. Or, or you yeah. literally, you got this thing, you plugged it in, and it doesn't do what you expect, but you didn't read and read or watch any of the very helpful yeah. setup. You know what I mean? Like every company yes. has like a oh, you don't you don't read? Okay, here's a three minute video, right? They have yeah. it in whatever format. And when you haven't done that and it's like it no work, how help? You know?
0: Right, and, and like, what am I supposed part to do me, with you, <laughs> Yeah, like you got you got to ask the right question to get the answer yeah. you want, and I'm not confident that your question is correct. Right, and th- <laughs> this happens also because I'm the instructor of this course. I'm not tech support. This is a job, this <laughs> yeah. is a job and I'm not the the help desk. Right. So it's like my Adobe Creative Cloud isn't working, and I'm like. That sucks, right? Like, I can't really help you there other than give you, like, <laughs> did you sign out and back in? Did you right. turn it off and on again? Like, all it's these like, stupid things. Prepare for
1: incoming SAS. Like, it's weird that when you typed how to get Adobe Creative Cloud working, it somehow brought you to me, Derek.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it opened your school email. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't weird know. that
1: that happened.
0: Yeah. And like, this is way different. Sometimes yeah. students email me, like, I'm having a problem. Um, and my my work might be late. Okay, that's fine. Like that yeah. that I need to know, and I'm happy contact. to like. <laughs> to go. Hopeful. Yeah, I'm really that's context, and it's important, and you're I can at, maybe at offer least some help.
1: The 85th percentile just by getting this yeah. far.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just like I'm working it out. Um, am I? Can I get an extension? Yeah. Absolutely. Look, things happen. Advocate. Yeah. Advocate, Eight. oh, that's so it, good! It's that, that Simpsons <laughs> line of "We've tried nothing and we're out of ideas,"
1: is <laughs> right,
0: right? Is so extremely yeah, relevant in my life all the yep. time. Anyway, that's what's going on here, and it was just a day of that kind of like administrative detail where you're like, oh my God, stop asking me questions,
1: please. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um,
1: No, that's good. I'm glad you had a ranty story. I have some ranty stuff too, but I am not going to talk about it because um, I do not know that it is cleared to air at this point. Oh. Yes. Um, There are times when... Yeah, because... As your thing is extremely anonymous, my some of my stuff tends to get less anonymous, and I I actually wouldn't wouldn't want to um, without talking to other people about whether they even want this talked about. So anyway, um, fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. I I didn't really n- nothing. Nothing's new. My. Um, How's your do- kid? She
0: had COVID the last time we talked.
1: Oh well, she wasn't really very sick. She had the sniffles, and I think as I told in the story, like we. Tested her out of like procedure because she just wasn't sick enough to justify anything. I think
0: the day we recorded was when you found out she had COVID and it was like, well, now what? That's right.
1: (laughs) It was like just when we walked in here, she had the sniffles. Um, She had the sniffles for like three days. And then we just, so we just did the thing. She was home from school all the week. Um, Happened to be a three day (laughs) week because it was a holiday on Monday. And then, um, which is why, right? So Monday when we recorded was actually a holiday. And then Friday they had a, a snow day.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Um, so she only ended up missing three days of school, but she was barely sick for a couple of days, which is good. How it's tending yeah, it's, to go for a lot of people these around. days. For like, just, we never, nobody else got it. It was fine, so we're kind of all caught back up and good everything. We got the new car. Emerson, our dog Emerson, got his surgery. He did. Right. He had his his little tumor on his eye removed and a couple of others on his belly while he was under. And he just this morning got his sutures out, and everything's okay. fine. Although one of the ones on his chest looks kind of open. <laughs> and um, mm. yeah, the the tech was like, some of the scabs kind of pulled off when I took the st- sutures out. Um, and it bled a little bit, but it looks fine to me. It's not a big deal. And I was like, all right, great. I mean, he's clearly not bothered. It's fine. Took him home. Um, when I get home from picking up Arya from school, it was she like looked at him and she was, he was like laying. And so she could see it. And she was like, oh, I don't know. This, uh, and I was like, oh my God. It does look kind of, oh, geez. So I like oh, sent a yeah. picture to the vet and talked to them. And it, it, it's, it's probably fine. He's like, this is, he's like, that's a great picture. 99%. This is fine. It's going to be fine. I mean, be careful with him. Because it's a little – because it still kind of looks a little open in there, I'll I'll be using some antibiotic ointment, but –
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say – that was today?
1: Yeah, that he got him out, yeah.
0: Yeah. I bet it'll be much cleaner tomorrow morning. Like, he'll probably –
1: Right. I mean, since I talked to the vet and then I went to put, like, some just standard antibiotic ointment in it, like he said, just squirt it right in there. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I do it. But then I'm I'm sort of like – I'm touching his skin and stuff, and I can tell it's not like it's not like fall an open wound or yeah, anything. He's, he's he's not not, his yeah, skin is he doesn't not have a hole in him, right? But um, okay, so yes, I put I put I took care of Emerson. He seems he's not bothered by it at all. He doesn't give a shit. That's so, good. Yeah. So it's clearly <laughs> nothing's like, too wrong. Um, but I was a little freaked out. But fill
0: me with antibiotic ointment, human.
1: Just, you know, I mean, it's a dog, so they're definitely not concerned with scarring when they stitch you up, you know what I nope. mean? So he's got like yeah. kind of this gaping, like he's going to have a gaping <laughs> chasm of a scar when we're all done with this, but it's like, Jeez. Um, hey man, it doesn't really matter. Chick stick
0: scars, so. Di-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're hidden beneath fur. Actually, I wonder if fur will even, fur probably won't grow right out of man, that might part. might not grow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Charlie, um, well, I was, gosh, when we were in California and our, with our in-laws had him, my in-laws had him, and oh, yeah. uh, I this. he like he like wiggled under a chain link fence and caught oh. the top of his snout. Yeah, and we picked him up, and he was like, it was deep, and like yeah. not not enough because it's so shallow there. It was just like, right, it's not really like an open open wound, but he had that scar the rest of his life.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no
0: fur grew there.
1: Right, too anyway. damaged. Anyway, um, well, that was my. That was my fiasco. Not not really a big deal, but I was sort of freaked out for a minute until I talked to the vet. So, I would have been. He congratulated me for not panicking. <laughs> I was like, what, what would panicking have looked like? What would I have done, try to staple him?
0: <laughs> I'll probably just show up to the vet.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I called on the phone, and they, they were like, send a picture. The doctor will call you back in a little while, or if you want, just bring him down, and, you know, the mm-hmm. doctor's back at 5, which was, like, 10 minutes from then. And Man, who is, like, I have I was a like, weird question. I'll send a picture.
0: Who, yeah. who or like what field, or, or just, like, who is someone that you want to hear congratulations for not panicking from? <laughs> 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 like, where huh. where on that roster is a vet, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably doctors, you know, things, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I mean, te- technically, it's it's the medical yeah, like police and, and fire, maybe, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would like to, you know.
1: I mean, is panicking <laughs> ever the right move? Where all right, And, and all I'm right, not, fair. and I'm gonna, I'm meaning like, <laughs> it's not exclusive with doing something useful.
0: You know what I mean? Like, right. Nobody's pa- ever like, no, what the next step is to panic. Like, that's right.
1: Right. <laughs> panicking in this sense, it doesn't mean, and I reacted quickly. Right. No, I, I, I think mean, it's like yeah. the,
0: the calmness, like being yeah. cool about it. Being, so being okay collected. yeah maybe oh, a pilot I would like to be told okay. by a pilot that I did a good okay. job not panicking. Right. Yeah. That that I'd feel really good. I would about feel that. very you that's I agree. I would feel very accomplished because <laughs> if a pilot tells you that chances are there was reason to panic. Right. Which on an airplane there are many. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Talk to me about gold muffs.
1: Okay, um, hold on. Wait, I have to play. This this must be punctuated with the sound.
0: Is this the double anniversary Big Muff Pie that we're talking about? I
1: think it is, and I didn't have even a tab open for this because it was a non-story that I thought we'd probably joke about, but... Instead, here we have our, here we find ourselves.
0: Wow. I mean, look at that. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that thing. It's, oh, it's sold out. Um, No, it's all gone. Oh, never mind. Moving on. So, okay. It says here 55 years of the Big Muff Pie and 50 years of the Ram's Head circuit in a limited edition double anniversary Big Muff Pie, limited to 555 pedals. (laughs) So, which one is it then? Is it, those are two different
1: circuits, right?
0: Uh, I, I know very
1: little about fuzz and Big Muffs especially.
0: like. So, right. Uh, it's it's like all iterations of the circuit. And yeah. I, it's, it's not like they were all, you couldn't go get a Ram's head and a triangle and a Big Muff pilot like, all at the same time. Right. So like for at Their the time, eras. like this year, it was, yeah. yeah. So it says here for the first time since the 70s, the this anniversary pedal will re, uh, feature the Rams Head circuit in the big box enclosure for the Big Muff Pie. So they're kind of mashing up both designs. Mm, so it okay. sounds like a Rams Head. It is a Rams Head, basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, laser etched and stuff looks cool. I don't like the big enclosure. This
1: isn't what I want from a pedal, especially a pedal that I know has like six components.
0: <laughs> well, I had a Big Muff, the, the full size one. Yeah, for me too. a while. I, mean, I was a very small boy. And they're fun. I I never got around to doing my project of turning it into a pedal board, but I <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get a bunch of like mini pedals and stick, stick them to them the, big onto the
1: surface of it.
0: Yeah. So instead <laughs> instead I just sticker bombed it, and then I sold it on a Reverb for fifty bucks. So like, <laughs> who cares?
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I mean, it's a big right, muff. It's two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah,
1: I'm also just mm. gold isn't my color. If I, I was going to make something in ornate metal, it would be like a silver chrome kind of situation. Me personally, titanium, so dude. titanium. Titanium. Yeah. titanium's kind of kind of a gray, isn't it? Sort of not not it that is, pretty yeah. metal.
0: Yeah. Well, it can be anodized. I think. Okay. Um, big muff anniversary I'm looking up on reverb to see if there's any
1: yeah oh, somebody's so cool. scalping you can, them
0: already yeah you can get one for the low low price of a thousand dollars oh here's one for seven eighty-eight. the price has been dropped so that's that's nice somebody's trying to get in first oh, fucking idiots anyway <laughs> well that's what this sort of crap is
1: for isn't it isn't it just like scalping, a feed, yeah. feed the scalpers
0: yeah mm-hmm. alright
1: that's quite enough of that Right, I mean, who gives a shit? Oh yeah, uh, who
0: gives a shit? It's a big. You know muff. what?
1: You know what's not going to be in the show notes? A link to this stupid fucking thing.
0: Just just Google Gold yeah. Big Buff, and yeah, that's going to take you as long as it would to open our show <laughs> notes and click the link.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Uh, next up, something else. <laughs> i faded it out. All right. So, all right. This is actually something interesting.
0: Yeah. So I've seen the chat going off about this the last few days. There's, yeah. so this is a, we're kind of talking about a bunch of stuff from Nam today. And, you know, Nam is, uh, if you're not familiar, it's like a big guitar trade show and it happens in January. And then again, in, there's a smaller version of the show in Nashville in uh, like, July or June or something. Yeah, split the year. So summer and winter NAM, but the winter one is really big. It's out in California, um, and it's the big time when everybody puts out new stuff. And a lot of times, it's kind of like cool, a new guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's stuff. It's stuff that's like we've run into on the show, I think, which is why I've stopped paying as much attention to NAM uh, over the years. Which is like there's a new special edition telecaster right or a yeah, new some, something that's just the, like yep
1: the feeling is is like there there's a culture of oh wow look at all this stuff that so that you can sort of make that even if you don't actually have anything really interesting you just sort of go yeah. ha with whatever's there and and it's it's nam so it's going to get some press
0: right yep yeah. so now enter this thing which has been getting a lot of attention and i think rightfully so
1: yeah. So, and apparently, this isn't the first time they've been uh, taking a look at this. So, so we're talking about from Eminent Technology. I'd not heard of this before, but apparently, this is they they'd done something in a previous year or two, mm. um, but this is sort of a new version. So, this that we're looking at is a it it is a four twelve cab apparently in. What it can do, but it is two and a half inches thick, and yeah. so they're saying so they, it weighs as much as about a one twelve,
0: but it offers the diaphragm area right of a four twelve.
1: So, so I guess I, I guess just, they're not saying like, it sounds like a 412 but the diaphragm area they <laughs> yeah. they so they're using something I saw the, I saw a word here somewhere. Well, I guess I have it in my notes. Hold on. Um it's uh it's like a panel. Like I what would you call it? It, it I, yeah, like how I would mean, you describe I don't, I don't the picture really of know, this thing? To be honest, I haven't I haven't taken the time to dig into what this is. I'll just throw the picture back up, but like magnetic actuator technology. I don't actually know what that is. Uh yeah. and unfortunately I didn't, I didn't read about it before this moment, but um, I wonder if I scroll down if I'm going to find an explanation. They don't really have any, like, blown-up, like, here's what it looks like on the inside kind of diagrams. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we can see the picture of the thing here. I'll zoom out so we can see what the heck is going on
0: here. But well, their website is rather uh, Web 1.0. Oh, I didn't even look at the official. <laughs> I thought this might
1: be better, but... Um, so this is the Model Twenty, uh, mm-hmm. so, so it's distinct from whatever their previous one was. I think it was smaller. Um, so it's made in the U.S. and price tag of twenty six hundred dollars, which I should probably Whoa. put in the show notes because that
0: wasn't there before. Um, twenty six hundred dollars, and it's a cabinet. There's no twenty
1: six hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a cab. Um,
0: okay, I mean they well, won the on. Nam Best in Show award. For for twenty twenty three, yeah, even though it's in January of twenty
1: twenty four. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Did they it's win for their previous
0: model last summer? I don't know.
1: Um, I have no idea. Is this the one that mostly? Is this the one that can um, be an FRFR as well as a regular cab?
0: It looks like it. Um, so it says if you play electric guitar, acoustic guitar, keyboard, sax, or synthesizers um, in a band, other members will be able to hear you clearly, and listeners will not need to be directly in front of your band to get impressive sound. So they're saying it's like a, yeah. it disperses sound around the audience better than a traditional guitar kit.
1: Right. It has like a spread to the sound rather than being sort of more focused on the front of it. So, I mean, because c- clearly it's not using cone shaped speakers. Whatever the membranes are that are moving air, they're not cone-shaped.
0: Jeez. So the Model 20 is an open-back design. It looks like, the back looks like pegboard, like it's perforated. Oh, um, I haven't And seen it that. says, here, I'll post, I'll share this link in the chat. You can pull up their very old website. Oh,
1: yeah, I see it now that I, I zoom in. Yeah. And there's a couple so of, it, like, ports, I guess, for connections and switches and Right.
0: Stuff. Um, it says it plays an octave lower and an octave higher than traditional guitar speaker cabs. Which is like not a big deal for guitar.
1: Well, but. that would that that's probably like where where it would be good as an F R F R cab because it's it's actually yeah. those aren't really supposed to be voiced as guitar speakers, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they
1: have modeling in
0: front of them. Right, and I, I guess if you're using this for things that are not guitar, like they're saying sure, and, okay. and whatever else, yeah. then that's cool. Um, it's got a little kickstand, and yeah, it weighs half of as much as a conventional cab. About as thick as a guitar case.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like a guitar. It looks like a suitcase or something. <laughs>
0: um,
1: they're saying less distortion and wider sound dispersion than than a two, traditional there's speaker. There's two new
0: switches on the back for bass cut, clean, and lead sounds. For lead guitar, you may want to use the bass cut and either of the treble cut settings.
1: Hmm.
0: Huh. Interesting. I would love to try this.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about what it's going to sound like. Um it's probably something where you wouldn't get you wouldn't really get it unless you're in the room especially with that yeah. di- dispersion thing, but you know, it's just a yeah. totally different kind of thing rather than a cone-shaped membrane.
0: Um, and they're also going on the site yeah. on, on the website here to say it's like a a green solution uh, because it uses considerably less material to make a to make okay. one of these than a 412. Um all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because it's literally <laughs> smaller. But like yeah.
1: Okay. So so in that mm-hmm. case a 112 is
0: a green solution. Like give me a break. Yeah, right. I know. It's a dumb thing to um, say. <laughs> I'm trying to find some stuff about oh my gosh. I'm trying to find some stuff about the uh the tech that's in it, but they don't yeah. seem to be going into that just yet. But still, I mean I think They're this thing is it's cool with looking. Their it's got a it's got like a vintage hi-fi. Look. Yeah. Which I dig. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the front, there's that photo of it with a guitar next to it. You'd never know. It looks like a regular cab.
1: Yeah, it's right? just it's just leaned like a painting or
0: something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, wild. Um and if expensive. it doesn't so here's the thing, like <laughs> expensive. And if it doesn't sound awesome, no one's gonna care.
1: So and I guess that so what there's when they say surface area of a four twelve. It doesn't mean it doesn't that doesn't mean it has any real association with a four twelve. You can see it's not as not as big as a four twelve. It looks like four twelve has a bunch of extra cabinet space. They're saying compared to like the circular area of speaker cones. Of the
0: sound creating surface portion
1: of it, yeah. I mean, is there I a membrane mean, across the hole inside of this thing? That's
0: what I want a picture with the grill off. I want to see what the heck of this is. I think that I think it must because that's how right. they're saying things like the surface area, the diaphragm yeah. of a four twelve. But nobody buys a four twelve for increased diaphragm. You know what I mean? Like that's not right. You don't talk so, about it that way. And, so. and like,
1: how is it producing these low frequencies if it's not one big membrane? And if it is one big membrane, that means it has to be moving pretty far. Right, because physically, to create that yeah. sound wave, you have to—it has to physically move air at at some fraction of the wavelength. Right.
0: Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Eh, I, I'm I'm very curious. Apparently, it's not easy to find a picture of the inside of this, but maybe over the next. I, uh,
0: I'm sure. I mean, this so. just Nam just ended like yesterday, so I right. think as right. this hits the actual market, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But super cool. We'll
1: see get some we'll uh, watch for some videos people who demo it and actually yeah. you know compare the sound into a microphone but also just like what's what's the experience in the room I I'm curious to know. So
0: Yeah,
1: real interested, real interested. Cool. Let's um next thing. <coughs> next thing. Next thing.
0: Alright. In the notes it says that new cower.
1: The new cower <laughs> guitar. You know what it's Nam, eh, new guitar. Except I think this is sort of a new guitar.
0: Like I am I it is and I, I like this kind of new guitar. I just it's tricky for me when it's like, oh so and so is now making a Les Paul. Right, or like so-and-so is, <laughs> right. has a an has a S-style guitar, great. And and you know? here we are, this is not a of <laughs> <laughs> No, this is not anything, and yeah. I think that's what's cool. It's like an amalgamation of other ideas and designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what is it called? The Gripen? Uh, Gripen or Gripen?
1: Gripen, I'm not sure. Said, Swedish for he awesome. He says Swedish for awesome, which,
0: is it? I don't know. Go- Googling and I'm not going to bother to find out. <laughs> so... If you missed it, our two hundredth episode of the Tone Control featured Doug from Cowar Guitars, Mm -hmm. and that was a really fun time. So go back and listen to that. But this thing is angular. It is that. It is that. Um, What would you call it? I'm I'm calling it an explorer with like some really heavy uh, work. It's (laughs) got like.
1: There's here's a good good angle. It, it's got these yeah. kind of chopped off corners a little bit. Um, I like. Yeah, are, there, this. are
0: there?
1: I immediately I liked it, and I posted it in Discord, and everybody hated it. But then over the next like, what has it been like a day and a half? You've <laughs> two, all been three like, days, yeah. I hate that
0: less now. And then a few hours yeah. later, it's like
1: I almost kind of don't hate this, and I'm approaching. Neutral. I hate it. <laughs>
0: I hate it less. At first I was like, oh no. And I thought it was kind of like a NAM special, like it wasn't going into production. Yeah. But it is. Mm-hmm. And it I am so curious about it. Cause this is one of those weird guitar shapes where I think it looks a lot different when it's in the playing position, kind of that horizontal position oh, okay. versus on a stand and like upright. So these other these photos with the strong angles like really yeah. help to translate that I think like that video thumbnail like you think that makes it look good that looks cooler to me than, than oh, but this the one's cool. initial look this
1: guy's triple humbuckers I didn't even see this yeah
0: and it's like that cool pearly white color it's awesome yeah. I really love and so there's two like knobs. two pieces here why
1: does the one with three pickups only have two knobs this one has three you.
0: knobs because fuck yeah, me you, that's why <laughs> yeah so it's like a, It's. I, I'm looking at it as two shapes that are intersecting right one is yeah. like an arrow pointing downward towards the strap button, the bottom strap button. The other yeah. is like a trapezoid, right? Trapezoid. An arrow and a trapezoid, huh? Like, like the the oh, segment I of the body where the pickups uh, are. Yeah, because it's got this raised center thing, like a Firebird. Um, uh huh.
1: Right, but right. So this this sort of triangle, I mean? where the, the sort of pointing away from the neck, it's almost like so from the neck. The through line of the neck, right down to the to behind the bridge. Uh, uh, yeah, behind the bridge, the the strap peg. There's like a yeah. ra- that's raised up, and then it's a little inset beso- behind that.
0: Right, um, and then like yeah, it's like a, the inverse of that shape. Going the other direction, right. and an insect's kind of like overlapping. It, it has like the loose structure of an explorer, but it's been like hacked up, right? Like it's been chopped yeah. up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was zooming in on this. Look at the, the, uh, um, the, yeah, it, the, the burned, the, the burned the metal effect. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I kind of I like, love I the, I love the Bixby. knob choice on
1: that one. Look and at this guy. One, one, um, one uh, pickup
0: with a big speed. What's, what's those pickups called? Oh shoot, Filtertron.
1: Filtertron. That's what it is. One Filtertron with it. See, I kind of, i He's. I feel like he's getting away with
0: gold here, even though I don't love gold. Well, it's, it's there's gold in the green of that flake. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Uh, let me it looks let so me good. flip back. I'm liking
0: like, it more. So here, look at this photo right here. Right, I'm pointing at my screen like you can see it. This that I got see, here. Okay. Th- yeah, that little the little chamfered edges. Yeah. that go around the body right. and they kind of fade out and come back in. Yes, that look is at how the, how the chamfer greatest.
1: disappears as it goes toward the neck on the top. It, that I, is
0: extraordinary design.
1: Every I'd detail on, on this, detail. I, I love. it. It's the, the the little etchings, the little slots out of the, um, the pick, guard. pick guard that we have here. Um, that seems yeah. to be common for all of the models. I want to find this one where, okay, so if we, if we just focus on this again so we can see the whole guitar. To me, Um, It feels almost like it's long scale or something. Like the body seems small.
0: It's not. It's short scale. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's Gibson scale, 24 and three quarter.
1: Right. So, but, but it, and there's something about the way it's almost like, like you said, Firebird like, except the, the front is really uh, uh, the, the, the top front corner is really pulled back. Yeah. And that it makes it feel like the body's almost diminutive whereas you know the firebird's sort of huge right it's kind
0: of a firebirds like are big yeah. it's like enormous explorers are big yeah and, yeah. and, and this it's like um it's like a cubist <laughs> rendition <laughs> yeah. of of yeah. a firebird or explorer yeah um and it's neck through so it's it's a neck through body with wings on it like a firebird Mm -hmm. so that's really cool Um, the next bullet in the show notes is do we like it and I think Justin loves it but I am still like this is one of those guitars that much like the Explorer I don't know if I'm cool enough and I don't know if (laughs) getting one makes you cool or if you have to be cool before yeah. you get one, you know what I mean. This
1: this color, this vaguely tone controls brand color one is is ending up. I mean, this is the first one I saw and it's sticking there's with some, me. Oh, there's
0: a lot of color options down there. Um, there is, and, and a and lot different of different configs pickups. too, which I didn't notice. Yep. My goodness. The silver burst is this. cool. Look at this, I, That's the one fricker. I saw first, and with I remember the them saying, Yeah, I remember them saying something about like. Uh, having an interest in, like, modern aviation and stuff and, like, jets and, and like, fighter jets, and I was like, okay, like, I see it. That's cool. But still, like, I don't know. But that metallic pink one is hot. I think the sparkle, like, highlighter pink one, that one, the white knobs on that is a look, and it's working.
1: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... I like a lot of these. the The blue one's coming down is my favorite, but on the other
0: hand, like that. But that one, that burgundy mist, that like light
1: this, pink, this
0: right there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, and it's got the anodized it's, aluminum pickguard. Right, like, oh. right.
1: The pick guard here. Um, see, because that's the thing. There, it's not just like this cart guitar comes in different colors. That thought, that that the thought and attention to detail that made the chamfers fade away into the neck. Is the same level of detail that makes them go, "Oh no, no, this one is getting a metalized yeah. pickguard." You and, know,
0: and like <laughs> Cower does this. Like, yeah. he, there's n- not only do you choose a paint color when you buy a guitar from them, but you're also choosing components, right? Mm-hmm. You're choosing how many pickups, what those pickups are, other hardware stuff. Like, it's it's not. So I don't like know if I call built it to custom, custom,
1: but built to order. A little built bit to order,
0: yeah, and and you can do it up. And some yeah. of them have multiple knobs. Some of them have the mini. Like Jaguar switches and stuff. Yeah. Great. I love the inlays too.
1: Oh yeah, he said something. I noticed something in the description about the oh, I see it now. I see it now.
0: Yeah, those I, inlays in the, in the, are in exclusive the first, to this model. I think.
1: In the first image, why can't I zoom on this? It just keeps oh, resizing the on. image on me whenever I zoom it. Okay. Well, so they're they're
0: a little bit muffin shaped. <laughs> Yeah, they? is it? Are they called like a crown? It's got like the profile of a loaf of bread.
1: Right, right. Because <laughs> in, in, so I first see like like this image here, and yeah. with, where you can't see all the way up the neck, and they look pretty much like regular inlays. And I'm like, what does he think is so fancy about his inla- inlays? Yeah. And then you look down where you can see the whole neck. Yeah, they turn into like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's it's like, it's the uh, most
1: curved part of the guitar. It's the inlay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the roundest part of the guitar is the inlay. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you know what I like oh, it. I'll, I'll go on record. Not, I'm definitely not cool enough, but I think he's done a great job.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's what it takes to get the tone control to talk about a new guitar.
0: Honestly, you're right yeah. because it's it's something, and Cowers like got really cool guitars already. But like that was all
1: the scuttlebutt butt in the thing. Everybody was like, well, I hate this, but I love their other guitars.
0: Right. But like also their <laughs> their claim to fame is this Firebird type guitar that they oh, yeah. do better than Gibson. And they make tons of other models too.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think most people get introduced to Cower by way of the banshee. And you know, there's there's a lot of other great models they make this is like a pretty severe departure it's like mm. the, certainly the most angular and all of their other stuff is like very swoopy and curvy and cool and so I like it yep it's great um, it's expensive but
1: well that's
0: what happens yeah, that's, yeah. I mean it's not a <laughs> it's not a
1: manufactured
0: thing yeah they're it's made like a, like one or two at a time or something yeah. like that so the man makes a guitar um, you want to talk about another guitar?
1: Want to talk about another guitar? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's do it. And I'm going to play something. What's that amnesia, yeah, that amnesia Ooh. pedal, you remember that? Nope, I don't even remember what the deal is. Amnesia. I think it's uh, Alexander. Um, I think they, I think there's like a delay mixed in with the reverb, it's all in one pedal or something.
0: Anyway, whatever. Moving on, I made a great joke and you just like plowed right over it. I just, I just bulldozed shit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was like, Do you remember that? I said, No, I must have amnesia. And you were like, Yeah, it's got a delay or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> just moved anyway. On. So,
1: uh, this so, is a
0: new guitar. A new guitar from EVH Guitars. The most EVH of
1: guitars. Which is owned by I Fender, if, if you didn't know. Oh,
0: I wouldn't um, have guessed that. Okay. Well, they are. Great. <laughs> so, this. So, do you know, you know the deal with EVH and Mammoth? Um, WVH and stuff?
1: I know. <sighs> I know that there is a deal. That's what okay. I know. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen's sure son. Will, yeah, I know, yeah, I know it's his son, and people have a he's problem this, with that, yeah.
0: or maybe they don't sometimes, and I can never <laughs> I fucking keep it straight. <laughs> that whole story is insane and hilarious. But yeah, so he's he's got his band uh, called Mammoth WVH, and it's awesome. It's like very modern, um, hard rock, kind of super – Uh, high polish sounding hard rock and stuff he's an amazing guitarist he's definitely got the chops um, thanks in part to being the son of Eddie Van Halen and (laughs) yeah hopefully he just uh, saw enough of him when he was a kiddo (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and also does all the other instrumentation on the albums that he oh, does. Wow. So he's nice. got, a, okay. got a band for live and stuff like that, but he does all the other instrumentation too, which is rad. And he sings, and he's a great singer, and he plays the fuck out of these guitars, and I seriously all wonder right. how he does it. But anyway, this is a new sort of shreddy style guitar, but it's a like a cool offset hollow body design, semi-hollow design.
1: And I think it's yeah.
0: awesome. I think it's a really cool take on... Like, what semi-hollow. is going on? It, All right. Yeah. So it's a chambered, it's like, center block design, but it's a bolt on neck, which is usually a combo you don't see. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Um, it's got a mahogany body and a basswood block. And I think for like this, you know, genre of music, basswood comes up a lot. My eight string is basswood. And it's got the it's weight, just, yeah, density 22 <laughs> frets and compound radius 12 to 16 inches and okay. yeah so it's like it's made for for rock like it is a rock guitar graphite reinforced mahogany neck and mm-hmm. Wolfgang designed it with EVH guitars and it's 1900 bucks which i think is like pretty nice yeah that's a that's an okay spot right you know yeah i think it's a really good spot um i've never played an evh brand guitar but i i trust it you know, I I'm not, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it at all.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, and you're definitely, you're in the price range where they're,
0: you know, yeah, they can be doing it be
1: properly great. and it's, but they're not like Gibson custom shopping it for five yeah, grand exactly. or something.
0: Yeah. So comes in a few colors and stuff and he's been on the road with um, prototypes of this. So there's been like video and photos and like, oh, is this going to be a new model or is it just one? And so here it is. There it is. Um, what do you, what do we think? Do we like this one? I like it. I don't I like that I, color, but I like Yeah, I don't the like any of the colors I'm seeing
1: here. Um I don't know. I I wouldn't reach for this one myself. No.
0: Um I like that sunburst one. Yeah. And there is like a flat black one as well around somewhere. Where, where
1: do I This is all I
0: Yeah. Menu. Um, Go back to the homepage or something. I think there's a picture of it, the flat black. It's a flat top too, so it's like a semi-hollow, but without the arch top. Just click the big EVH logo in the corner.
1: (laughs) All right, all right. I was trying to find it in the menu. There it is. Oh, okay. Pretty plain. You know, I like that a lot better. (laughs) Is it good? Okay. Oh, he's got pics taped to the bottom of it. I see. Yeah. No, no. Bring us back here. Bring us back. If I zoom in there. Yeah. That was like, was there like snakeskin along the edge of this? Because I might actually <laughs> go for that. But no, he just got some pics <laughs> just, there.
0: Just pics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the snakeskin, I guess would be a little too much like the fucking slash thing. Too much like couple, slash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
1: not the right <sighs> thing.
0: Um, all right. So, yeah, I threw it in the notes because I was like, I think this thing looks cool. We're both throwing yeah. in guitars that like the other thinks is like kind of okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's too curvy. Where's the angles? No, I like give it me those better. chamfers. It is funny. Like, um, it's it's again. It's like a different body style. Although I don't think it's like that out there. But it's yeah. I see what's sort no, it's of not mechanically that out there. Kind of different about this that isn't that way on a lot of guitars, and and that's that's cool and all. Um, I it's funny how much better I like it in this black. That is funny, you know. That that's really stood out to me. to me. Whereas, like, I don't care for that light green, and I definitely don't care for the sunburst and gold. And but this thing, yeah. black hardware, and I don't know. I kind of like this. I've always kind of liked that that thing. Like, you see an SG like or something yeah. blacked out with black hardware. That's kind of that's kind of cool, and I don't usually go for like the all like I'm not I don't dress in all black or anything like that. But you see something like that, yeah, that works for me.
0: Well, it's like a statement piece, a little bit. Yeah, you know, like a like a black SG. It's
1: the it's the black hardware, black metalized hardware, and everything.
0: Yeah, and and something like an SG, right? That's black on black. But there's like other hints of like chrome and the little shiny yeah. bits that help it to give with the contrast, especially like the, the multiply pick card where there's like a right. the thin white stripe ribbon. around it. Yeah. 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 The multiply stuff. Yeah. So yeah, man.
1: Sweet. A um, couple of, which man, look at so, us. Doing Look at us. So here's,
0: you know what the other thing is that happened is people I, I asked in the discord like what name happened what do you want us to talk about because I haven't been paying too much attention mm-hmm. and people suggested things and I didn't write any of them down so I know well, somebody
1: mentioned that big the gold big muff that's how that got in play, actually the last I, minute. I, have,
0: I have one more thing play a okay. sound and I'll I'll post a link
1: all right all right here we go
0: Got a link going in general for you. It's the new Epiphone Dave Grohl 335. Dave
1: Grohl 335. Okay, loading up. Here we go. Here we go.
0: All right. Gibson Gibson makes these now and then. They're super limited. They're like collector models. They're not a production model. Um, And... There's been a lot of talk like should they do an Epiphone and there's been some like press photos or something of Dave with an Epiphone model that's been prototyped and stuff like mm-hmm. that and here it is it's the Dave Grohl DG335 signature model and I remember saying to myself a while back like boy if they ever do that I might seriously think about getting one cuz I think it's an awesome guitar just aside from you know being a person that I I like
1: mm-hmm. I
0: don't really care a ton about like I want to get this because I'm a fan I just think it's like Spec-wise and looks and stuff, I dig it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you're not familiar, um, Dave Grohl's c- uh, custom model is based off of Gibson's Trini Lopez model, which is a 335 that typically has a very long trapeze tailpiece on it, but mm-hmm. his has a, a stop bar and a two pneumatic. And the Trini Lopez is what gives us the diamond F-holes, or the diamond sound right. holes, the, the split diamond inlays, and the Firebird headstock. Is it a Firebird headstock or is it the. Uh, something like that.
1: Yeah. It looks. There it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Th- there it is. That's a, yeah. that's a headstock.
1: That's a headstock so, of some
0: kind. <laughs> this is like. I think this is a huge release. Like this is a, a big deal. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and like you said, he had one from Gibson before, right? So what. Yeah. And I think. What changes the, here? They besides up, some ink.
0: Yeah. Where it's manufactured. Right. It's the big change, yeah. yeah. Um I would love to try this. That's like my theme for tonight. I just want to try all of these things. Except that big muff, that can get out of my face. <laughs> get the fuck <laughs> out of here with your gold
1: shit. Yeah, I well, it should have
0: been at Nam, I guess. Should have been. The last time I saw Foo Fighters, which was within the last year, uh, Dave was playing a guitar like most of the night, not switching guitars, and I was like, that's cool. Like, I think that's just... He's not switching it for the hell of it. And -hmm. at some point, like, I guess he was just having a hard time keeping it in tune. He's like, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna get a new guitar. And and everyone's like, ah (laughs) freaks out. He just like walks off stage. So you gotta freak out. Yeah. Yeah. He comes back with a different one. He's like, Oh, I think I just want to get a new one. Hang on. (laughs) So funny guy. Funny guy. Funny dude. I think this looks like a cool guitar, man.
1: Yeah, man. I'm on board. How much do they do They have a price yet?
0: I don't think so. I think some speculation is that they might be around like $1,300.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's got Gibson burst buckers, which are like the good ones. So, the best that's not kind of,
1: of burst bucker.
0: The Gibson <laughs> ones. <laughs> so, um, yeah. it, it'll probably be a premium price for Epiphone, but I think this looks rad. Uh, but yeah, but you're still. You're still doing all right. Also, the Epiphone stuff lately, insane. hmm So good.
1: You you got to, I don't know which joke to make. Never mind. Forget it. I'm calling it off. It's done. It's
0: fine. It's fine. We're out of here.
1: That's fine. Yes. Yeah. In fact. We all, talked
0: about three guitars.
1: Yeah. Three guitars and a speaker and some other stupid and thing. A pedal. We should put this in the notes so we don't forget. Dave Grohl, guitar, there. Yeah. Now it's in there. Um, Right. So I guess it's time time to, to do our little nonsense and thing of the week. It's time to thing of the week, which haven't I played yet? Oh man, it's not, never gonna stop. All right, all right. Thing of the week this time, Justin's bringing a YouTube channel. YouTube showed this to me a few days ago. Um, this channel is, is I think, new to just me because they've been around for <laughs> like a eight, million people. Subscribed. Eight years. <laughs> There's, they have
0: a, one and a half million subscribers. They have two hundred videos. I love. Um, that. I, honestly, dude, one of my favorite things is <laughs> discovering a YouTube channel with that you like with a ton with of a, content,
1: a fucking back catalog. So I love um, that. This is this guy, and I, I imagine it's kind of a team there, but I don't know. He he introduces himself by name and stuff like that, but um, really high production value, basically narrated videos with clips, and um, it's about making video games. But it's nice. not about coding, right? So it's more about the why. Uh, like about
0: about like creating challenges and puzzle well, design. Well, I stuff. mean,
1: you name it.
0: You know what I mean? Okay.
1: Series on on individual topics like balancing or you know feedback system. You know, just oh, interesting. In depth. Some some things are a little more high level. Some things are really zoomed in. Um, the videos. <laughs> Sometimes vary in length. There's some fifteen minutes, some kind of half hour. There a couple of longer ones and shorter ones. Um,
0: Still, I love that. That's what I'm. This is the kind of stuff I'm watching as I like fall asleep on the couch at night.
1: Right. Like this is like I I I take these little breaks. Right. So I'm I'm like working and I need to like recenter, so clear my head. So I'll I'll spend you know a few minutes, an hour or something like this, just like without being at work. And, and a yeah. lot of, a lot of audio mixers say that I shouldn't be doing that. But anyway, I don't care. Cause I think it's, it's actually works for me just fine. But if
0: it works for you, then that's what matters. And it's about right. boundaries too.
1: Yeah. And it, it's, it's just so anyway, I, I, I've been really enjoying this. I don't even remember what the first one it showed me was, but, um, how the Sims think, Oh my God, how the Sims think. I actually haven't watched that one yet. Um, I watched one today that was about camera in games. So like
0: yeah, I've been very interested in that. What's what's your perspective?
1: Idea. And and just going overall, he has um he has a uh, uh, a lot of research goes into them. He'll have he'll have quotes, sometimes recorded like interview kind of quotes from game developers um wow. about their game or about something that's related to it. Um, I think this guy gives talks and stuff like that. I think he's kind of an academic in this industry. Um, is what the impression I've got. Uh, I'm I'm pretty new to the channel uh, so far, but I I've been really just enjoying everything. Um, get in here and find a topic. Uh, if find a game, um, this one about the economy. I just watched like and and he breaks everything down. Like he's not just talking about buying and selling of goods in an RPG. You know, mm-hmm. the economy, uh, other things that are economy in games is like your life bar and drops yeah. that might refill it and how to manage that stuff to create the gameplay loops you're, you're working on. Yesterday, there was one, I watched one uh, all about stealth. And mm. historically... Like detection
0: systems and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like what makes it work, how historically it came to be and how, you know, um, which is one of my favorite things in games. And I find it, I I saw, I find it really interesting.
0: Um, so, yeah. I saw some interview or something a long time ago about some game that was coming out and they were going in depth about how difficult doorways are to create mm. and have your character effectively go through them. And the same was true for <laughs> like stairs and ladders and stuff. I think ladders mm. specifically. You know that thing when you're like approaching a ladder in a game and your, your guy like kind of... He's like, not sure, am I
1: on it or is, am I does, not on
0: it? Yeah, you're like not on it and then you go <laughs> around the other side and it, like and and doorways like there's a thing about how the door always opens out even right. if you're on the other side you, it always yes. opens away from you because of like a developmental thing in the game that if it opened in you'd you have could to get, get out stuck. of the way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i yeah. remember like and and i from my perspective like i'm playing pretty much exclusively like vr games so um ladders are not an issue in vr games if sure yeah you just grab it right um But, right, so you're physically moving your body pose, but likewise with doors, some games have, like, actuatable handles, Um, Mm -hmm. but even if they do or don't, the door is going to open either way, right? So I can grab it and I can pull it toward me if I want to, but you got to do this this trickery, right, because if it's the kind of game where you have a body and you're not just floating hands... Then mm. they've got to work out: is it is it going to collide with your body? Do you have to move back? Like, do I have to operate oh, my thumbstick at the same time as I'm moving my hand? Which actually gets mm. kind of clumsy. You have to be sort of. It's a little bit more expert VR to to like. Yeah, because be you're doing you're something doing a, with your hand and then also be moving your left thumb thumbstick well, to move your body.
0: Right, you're combining gross motor and fine motor skill. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so like your gross motor is pulling the door open, but your fine motor is on your thumb pulling your character back. And and your brain is probably like, whoa, one at a time.
1: (laughs) If you have enough room, you can just physically, like that's easy. I can physically step out of the way of a door, but then, real, you know, I mean, my room is like like nine feet by 12 feet or something like that. So I'll like quickly get a little bit close to a door. So I try not to physically move in the room. Although, I'll tell you what, any of these action games you get into like a boss fight, I will find that I have stepped across the room because i'll be I'm really good at using the <laughs> stick most of the time, and then I see the projectile coming and I physically dodge yeah. it that's when i I took a step just then and didn't realize it, you know
0: yeah um so right. and you probably don't reset yourself, yeah
1: right. I have a little rug. Um, on the floor. So my my room's carpeted but I have an extra rug and I stand oh, on good. that and so I can physically so can I'm, I'm anchored to where I, I can tell I've started to step off of my rug kind of yeah. thing. Um, cool. which is good. Um, some people put a fan in one corner of the room. It's like they're Oh, just to keep orientation. That's a that's a motion sickness thing actually because it it really? it, it sort of it anchors you to the real world like you can always tell what direction the fan is coming from even if you're turning like around, that. right? Um,
0: anyway, like this, a is a, this is this is very smart solution. We're
1: getting off topic, but this is what I like about this is. I, <laughs> this now, part of I'm, the
0: show is about being off topic. It is, just. it is.
1: What I what I love about this channel, and I don't I don't mind um, videos that are about coding. Like I'm not a coder, but I find that stuff interesting anyway. And it's like, oh, how this game was coded, and it's like some ancient thing, and how they fit it into 64. Kilobytes or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This sort of crazy shit that was that was done and still gets done. Um, this is not that at all. We're never talking about how the the game code is made, but um, or even like oh, and then they had to make it for PlayStation 4. You know, it's it's not even at that mm. level. It's just the why of what they're doing. And like you know? the
0: conceptual level of the game itself. Right. It's like, game?
1: Yeah. why does this art design lend itself to this play style? Why does, you know, in mm. the stealth video, we're talking about like the cone of vision that NPCs have. And oh. how accurate is that? Because it's a choice. The game developer is showing you this cone... But it's not 100% accurate in basically every example of that you can find. And the cone is actually a little different. And why do they show you certain aspects of it and not others? And like when an enemy is outside of the player's field of view, this was part of the camera one I was watching today about camera angles, you know, action Mm -hmm. games where. Um, sometimes they zoom in close to the character and it creates this intimacy and urgency and claustrophobicness. Or if you zoom out in like a Batman game, you're trying to give this air situational awareness. Now, mm-hmm. if an enemy is outside of the player's field of view, universally it's a good move to make the a- enemy AI less aggressive yeah. and almost wait, <laughs> right? Because yeah. even though it is fair, players don't feel it's fair right and if you have like if you have a, a thing where you know every swing of the sword is a d6 right let's just imagine mm-hmm. it's going to be 1 through 6 uh the if you if you're scoring you know if you get a bunch of ones in a row the player feels like that's unfair even though that's mm-hmm. the same chance every single time you you know you could get 12 that's ones right. in a row so- you know, and where, you can so, get 12
0: sixes in a row, but like they have right. to build in that sort of faked, uh, faked statistical exactly random and, air quote randomness. And
1: yeah. they'll, and they'll, according to this person, with all of his sources, and I believe him, like they will. Game developers will almost always shift that. So if they publish it, if they tell you this is the chance of this, like um, like games that are card games, you know, that have card mechanics in the game, it'll be like this has a ninety-five percent chance of succeeding, or this has, you know, if they publish that it's ninety, it'll be like ninety-eight for sure, Hmm. because if it says ninety and you miss and then you miss twice even though that's totally reasonable for the numbers, you'd be like, this game cheats, this is bullshit, right? And yeah. likewise, for the bad guy, if they have a 90% chance of of hitting you, you're going to see some misses because it's probably like 80 to make you yeah. feel okay, like it's yeah. fair, you know?
0: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me, I don't play anymore, but I used to play a lot of Destiny in Destiny 2, and mm. that kind of stuff comes up all the time, like in-game economies like you're talking about, like yeah. not just microtransaction-y things, but like... All of the other currencies that you Mm -hmm. collect through that game combined with like the there's like a certain amount of like decryption that you do in the game, like you collect things and then you bring them back to your social space and decode them essentially. There is a randomness associated with that, and it's like the the likelihood of getting the weapon you want with the they call it the roll with the roll you want is like it's got this stat and this scope and this barrel. Yeah. and to get those perfect three is like exceedingly rare um, they, I don't think they publish exactly what it is, but they just say like it has like a one in blank chance of yeah of getting this stat perk kind of thing so that's very cool. I will certainly yeah. look this up
1: and I, I think there are in in um, most countries I know in in this country there is legality if money is involved like if you yes. can if you can buy chant with physical money physical. If you can buy with actual money chances yeah. at that role then they have to publish the stats accurately. Correct. Because it's because it's gambling technically yeah. um at the, on some level. So, but but if it's right just on. a game, if it's a game mechanic or the bad guy hits first, you know, if if my my mm-hmm. spell is going it has a 50% chance of success, it probably actually has a 60 or 70% chance so that I feel like it's fair. Or <laughs> it's a very old game and back when games were hard <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and 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 there's a lot of anyway, there's a lot of detail in here about th- uh, developers who had this problem. you know, in Gears of War, there's something where you reload, and if you do it if your timing is perfect, you get a bonus. But there was problems because it basically meant that everyone who was good at the game was wiping out all the enemies. And everyone who wow. was bad at the game didn't even realize they were supposed to be timing it right. And they found, and, and, and it was like, so now we have, a, we have a mismatch challenge. So they had to make the enemies harder. Yeah. But then the, the people who don't realize they're hitting it, you know, so they find this other solution where it's almost this, the stat bonus happens almost accidentally to the other player sometimes. Hmm. It's like this Clever. weird thing. I forget what they, oh, I know what it was. It was if you fire as a noob, you probably empty your magazine before you reload rather than reloading at the optimal time, like mm. when you're between enemies. So yeah. they made it so the last bullet does like way more damage. And so it was like now <sighs> yeah, the, the okay. noobs are getting their bonus and the expert players are getting a different bonus.
0: It's right. <laughs> and this, it balances st- again stuff from Destiny. Like there are right. like a, a gun that would have um, like 13 rounds in it and yeah. three of them. At random, do like (laughs) triple damage. And the only way you know, there's an audio cue for when you shoot it and you get that lucky round. So people are. So you
1: only know it after you pull the trigger?
0: As you pull the trigger. Yeah. 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 So people would, you take it into PvP and they would empty it out until they, like, they they would do the quick math on, like, how many rounds do I have left and have I heard the sound yet? And if not, then like you run into battle with a short magazine, but the chances of those three killer bullets, right. like those three super high power ones, I've got five
1: ones, rounds left and three of them yeah. are are juicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you could one
0: shot somebody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All That's right. Cool. We we could we could stop talking about this game channel now, but check it out. It's called. Did I even say the name of it? Shit. It's called Game <laughs> Maker's Toolkit. Game Maker's Toolkit on on YouTube. Here you I'll show it again. So. I, hopefully I did. I just feel like I forgot. Game Makers 2 really high production value. I have rarely, rarely heard voiceover sound as good as this guy's recording. Cool. This guy is either an audio expert or he knows one, because this shit sounds fantastic. <laughs> That's always
0: a treat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, my, uh, my thing of the week is also game-centric, but it's kind of the other direction. So mine is uh, a Kickstarter, which is, do you have a tab even?
1: I did. Where
0: did I put it? I don't know. That's everything else we talked about. What the Scale hell? From the notes.
1: Good Lord, so my, Justin, you didn't even open is, this yet.
0: What an asshole! All right, hold on. M- mine hold is on. A, Here we go. Uh, all right, here we are. It's a Kickstarter <laughs> that has since been funded, and now you can pre-order this stuff. But this is Ryoko's Guide to the Yokai Realms, a five-e tome, and this is like a little. <laughs> right. I <This is laughs> love like that a, so
1: much. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm still very new to Dungeons and Dragons after I've been playing for about a year. And still very. There's a lot I don't know. And our DM was like, "Hey, I I got this thing from Kickstarter. I backed this Kickstarter campaign, and I have early beta playtest material. Let's play it." And so we spent last Saturday, just a couple of days ago, building all new characters uh, based on this new like 5e adaptable D okay. campaign thing. And so it it takes place uh, kind of like in. How do I describe this? Like it's sort of like the feudal Japan style yeah. of artwork, like mixed with like the ancient China type of thing. And there's a lot of like dragons and like Godzilla type monsters and stuff like that. And the the mechanics of the game have all changed to make your do battles. <laughs> yeah, to make um, let me see, to make your like proficiencies matter way more. Mm, okay, which is kind of kind of fun. Um, and making your um your skills matter way more as well and there's so it's also an adjustment they've added on top of 5e it's not just
1: plain old yeah. 5e. yeah
0: cool right so there's certain things like your skills that you acquire per level are still associated with the original d and d fifth edition mm-hmm. like if you're a barbarian at third level you get this that's still true but there's this other stuff now where it's like you can also get all of these new weapons there's new like right here there's new subclasses um there's new. Um, new gear, like new um, tactical, you know, non weapon gear and stuff like that, as well as feats are introduced. I think that's in five e, but feats are introduced feats is earlier. in
1: five, but they, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then there's some other stuff. What was it? Um, oh, there's crafting.
1: Ah, cool. Yep.
0: Yep. Crafting, like in a, I'm gonna combine this weapon with that weapon and make a new thing. Like you could craft in Fallout or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Super <laughs> cool. Put together weapons. Yeah, and there's a whole like prosthesis component as well. So your character can have a prosthetic, like a magical or non-magical prosthetic <laughs> that does all kinds of wow. cool shit. Yeah. So we just started, we haven't even really played it, but um, because we spent <laughs> the whole afternoon building characters and stuff and just like shooting the breeze. Of uh, this but, combo uh, um,
1: attacks. Teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. Once per long
0: rest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to diving into it. So I just wanted to mention it here because it's it's been really cool. It's really fun. That's, Comes with everything you need awesome. to get started. Yeah, there's like look at this friggin' like uh What is that? Like a tiger with a snake tail and like a baboon face. It's vicious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wild, wild new, stuff. New yeah. beasts
0: and new new enemies and stuff. There's an all new races and classes. Um, yeah, dude.
1: Wow. Okay. Cute familiars.
0: Yep. A menagerie <laughs> of them.
1: <laughs> Magic the prosthetics. prosthetics. Yeah. There they are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm awesome. still mega new to D&D, but this is it's it, doing this and building characters like in a different space has helped me my understanding of D&D to see like what transfers okay. and what doesn't and what's like right. what clicks and what doesn't. So, yeah. Yeah, man, well, I mean th- like a, a PDF of the the um the the whole set is like 30 bucks. So, you can pre-order oh, wow. it now right from Kickstarter.
1: No kidding! Oh yeah, PDF. For, so right, if you're if you're okay with digital, thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, and because we're like, you're kind of in and out of this, the player's handbook and D and D Beyond a little bit. So right. having it on a PDF on your iPad is like it's totally, totally the way to be. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: That's a great deal. Super All cool. Right. Yeah, love it. Look at how much money they raised.
1: They raised right three point three million. Yeah, they were they were they were asking for, but. In fairness, they were asking for twenty (laughs) thousand. So, you know.
0: Could you imagine, like, you're doing your your thing and you're like bringing this product to market and you're really excited about it, and then it's like suddenly way bigger, yeah, because just a lot more people want it. Right. I mean, they the pressure that must bring twenty six thousand backers. So, if everybody
1: had donated a dollar, they would have made their goal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, wild, wild. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. It's a good time to be um, kind of expanding on D and D and stuff too. So let's get out of here. Let's do it. What could go wrong? Um, All right.
0: At this point, kind of a lot. (laughs) We've had a pretty (laughs) smooth experience so far. We could really
1: this whole thing could be about to hit the hit a wall. Um, All right. Well that's it That's it's been another tone control week and um, yeah what else what else can we say
0: we okay. can say join the discord yeah uh, come hang out and listen to us record the show live on Monday nights uh, join the Patreon if you're feeling extra generous and if you're feeling want froggy, cool f- if you're feeling froggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you're feeling froggy, join the Patreon. Give us, throw yep. us, a, throw us a, a buck or two a, a, a month. And what, um, what do you get for that? Just appreciation.
0: You got a cool, I, yeah. uh, a cool Discord thing. If yeah. Your Discord name will be a different color. So that's extremely valuable. Yep. Also, um, maybe there's other sort of unspoken perks that come up every now and then. That's a way to cover it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's probably about the size of it. There are um, yeah. there are things that you're anyway do it because you want to support the show, but
0: there might be yeah. something else in it for you. I don't know. <laughs> also, like this is very real. The money from Patreon goes directly back into the show yeah. by way of not just like buying our .com and stuff like that, but buying gear to give away to the community. Yeah. So yeah. the more patrons we have, the more cool stuff we can give away. The bigger cool stuff we can give away. And all that. And our patrons this week are...
1: are,
0: are is the music, music
1: going to start?
0: Here it is. <laughs> Rabbi Bob, Gave Droll, oh, Carson God, I Ricketts.
1: <laughs> Carson I seriously Ricketts. see Dave Droll every time still. <laughs>
0: Matthew Fenslaw, Wolf, Brian Gower of the Tone Drugs Podcast, Andrew Walsh of Andrew's Alcove, Sean Wright of Gagger Effects, Doug Gann, and Eric Guitarabaldi MD. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. And I apologize for
1: displaying mild dyslexia. It's harder in here, I promise. (laughs) I can't see. I can't see the name right. Okay, it's fine. It's
0: fine. I apologize for nothing. Yeah.
1: All right. See you next time. See you next time.
0: Bye.